Hey everybody, how are you doing? We're back again in this weekly session, weekly interview in the Social Impact Founder Talks. Um, I'm happy to be here again. This is uh, the third time um, and many other ones uh, are planned actually for the coming week. So it's uh, really exciting. Um, also, what I want to say before we start, um, you can comment, you can ask questions during the session, uh, but they will be answered afterwards. Um, also, if you're live, that's amazing. You can uh, just uh, let us know that you're here. That's always great. And um, when you're not uh, able to watch it live, then you will watch this in replay. Um, you don't have to do it only here in the community, but you can also watch it on YouTube. Uh, we are also now available uh, almost on every podcast. I'm waiting for a few approvals. Uh, at least on Spotify, we are available and uh, on iTunes very soon and also on uh, Google Podcast. So, uh, yeah, let's start today. I'm really excited to announce uh, our guest of today. Um, the guest is Vicky Smith. And Vicky Smith is from the UK. She is the founder of uh, earthchangers.com. And she's going to explain everything about her life, about her business, what she's doing, um, how did she end up in uh, what she's doing right now, what is her mission, what is her vision. So um, I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm going to add her to the stream and we can start. Hi. Hello, Vicky. Hello. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really uh, excited to have you here in the show. Um, I'm really looking forward to know more about you and I guess the audience as well. So let's uh, just start and uh, introduce yourself, mm -hmm. who you are and what you're doing. Sure. So my name is Vicky. I'm the founder of a startup called earthchangers.com, which is earth-changers.com. And it is a curated collection of positive impact sustainable tourism. Um, I've worked in tourism for 25 years. I've worked in sustainable tourism now 15. And I got frustrated ultimately with the um, lack of a real balance of sustainable uh, sustainability within travel. So commercial companies, if they say they're in sustainability at all, it tends to be quite greenwashing and NGOs get involved, but they don't necessarily understand the market requirements of travel. And I felt there was a real kind of missing element in the middle, which was really good sustainability, really good integrity, but ultimately through travel. And so I exist, I suppose, as a mission, wanting to make the world a better place through tourism. And um, what sits behind, I suppose, Earth Changers is a general view of injustice and inequality in the world. Um, you know, we know that there's a lot of places in the world which suffer various different issues, be it through the Sustainable Development Goals or others, other cultural issues. And tourism is a sector which um, reaches most places in the world into the corners of countries that most other sectors don't necessarily reach. So tourism has an amazing opportunity to, um, to better the world through some sheer massive volumes of tourists. Um, what we get to do is have people traveling and taking those sustainable options more. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds like a great mission, actually. Yeah, um, it's big. Yeah, it's very big. And I see that you already spend a lot of work on this. Uh, if I look on your website and I read your story, it's it's like a very long 
Um, So I see that it's really out of passion that you're doing this. Uh, That's amazing. Um, Can can you dive a little bit more in in, in what sustainable travel really is? Um, Sure. Yeah, I I didn't set out to be in sustainable travel. Um, I did a French and international degree for for, um, French and international business at at university as a degree. And I was a passionate um, skier, but I loved wildlife and wilderness. And I wanted to spend some time in France having done a French degree. And so I went and worked uh, at a ski resort, which I thought was going to be for six months, ended up being much more, ended up being a career in tourism. And um, through that and through working in the mass market, um, in particular in web development and marketing and digital development, um, I worked for some really big companies. And through that, I saw the very negative impact that the mass tourism industry has on the world, where there's no consideration for local people. There's no consideration for culture. Um, tourism becomes what's called extractive industry. It takes everything from the destination, doesn't give much back. And so I really kind of warmed to responsible tourism, in particular, probably 2001 to 2005. And then in 2006, I had quite a life-changing trip myself um, because I wanted to return to Africa. Um, I've been once before and it as well as sort of sowing the seeds of understanding responsible tourism. And really in 2006, I went to better understand how tourism could help, if it was doing so, if it was where it was, how it was, etc. Um, and really, there's sort of three elements um, that, that, that more responsible tourism has gone through. Responsible tourism, as a definition, is uh, was actually constitu- instituted in the South Africa government policy in 2002. And the definition is about making better places for people to live in and visit. Um, okay. And so what that does is that puts the host communities as a priority first. And it's like, okay, you run your business and you make your decisions according to that rule. Um, Sustainable tourism has a a longer definition, um, actually defined by the UN World Tourism Organization, um, around the general sustainability definition, which is about, you know, seeking to um, have a balance of, um, so you're not, so you're minimizing negative impacts but the thing with sustainability is it makes it sound like it's a status quo that, you know, you're OK as long as you're not creating negatives. And actually, we don't want to create negatives. We want tourism to be a positive force for good. And can so you give a, can, you, yeah, can you give us uh, some examples of a negative impact? Because Yeah, um, sure. So, uh, um, I mean, in the world, yeah. don't we see a lot because there's been a focus um, and a lot's to do with how country governments um, manage their tourism most are targeted on a volume basis. So they want more and more tourists. But obviously volume doesn't mean profitability. So um, they then enable and allow no frills flights, more cruise ships, um, more uh, home rental networks. So you get more and more volume of tourists, um, Mm. but not necessarily profitable. So do you Um, mean that they should limit tourism? That they should say like... Yeah. And that happens in some places like Galapagos or Machu Picchu, places where you've got to be able to manage your capacity. Actually, um, in Dubrovnik now also, because of Game of Thrones, they've got so many tourists, they have to manage the numbers. And so what happens when you get that volume of tourists is um, it's not just uncomfortable for the people that come to visit, but it actually causes local inflationary pressures. Um, mm. What you end up doing is residents end up uh, renting out their house, their flats to tourists rather than living there. And when you get everyone leaving, the local people leaving, it loses the culture of the place. So you lose the mm. soul of the destination. 
and you end up with more and more issues around, for example, waste, pollution, noise, things that public services have to pay for. Um, and particularly with homework, uh, home stay networks, if those tourists aren't going through the sort of traditional channels and paying tourist tax, then there's no income to pay for those extra services that are required. So you end up with a financial um, imbalance as well in a, in a local council, for example. So yeah, yeah, we've got destinations like Venice, they're putting in um, limited numbers, they're putting in a daily charge fee for, for tourists to come by the day, because what happens in Venice is you get a lot of people coming on cruise ships um, and they'll just disembark for the day and then they go back to their cruise ship. And it's found, you know, they generally don't contribute much. They come and they have a look around and they're not buying off the local people because they're eating and staying on the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really help. And you, destinations get to a point where they go, what's the point of us having this tourism? Because it makes it uncomfortable for our residents. And what are we benefiting from it? So, you know, you get environmental degradation somewhere like Venice. That's including the lagoon. They've got water issues. They've got air pollution issues. Um, in national parks, obviously, there's an impact, for example, on wildlife species. So, you know, we start to see a lot of big negative impacts. And obviously, we've got climate as well. And that's a big issue with aviation. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, people tend to think of aviation as the, the build, real big sticking point in sustainable tourism. But in actual fact, tourism as a whole is about 8% of global emissions. Aviation within that is about 40% of that 8%. So about maybe 3%. So aviation is about 3% of global emissions. Non-aviation tourism is still 5% of global emissions. So it's yeah. also the tourism activities. It's also the accommodation. It's exactly. also the other transport we take. So, you know, all tourism has to decarbonize. Um, yeah. And, you know, the flip side is tourism is really important in particular to less developed countries. We have mm -hmm. countries which are very dependent on tourism for their communities yeah. and for any conservation. Somewhere yeah. like the Maldives is probably 80% reliant on tourism. Um, yeah. Even in, you know, UK regions, probably 25% of jobs, for example, in certain regions are dependent on tourism. And we've seen with COVID, if you take aviation away, it's the one, you know, test we've had. In actual <laughs> fact, communities start, in effect, you know, Asia is really struggling. Um, literally people are dying. They're not able to feed their families because their jobs are tourism and there's no government support. Yeah. Um, we've also seen conservation issues rise massively in some places because tourism income isn't able to be there to pay the rangers to keep the poaching down. And so poaching increases. So there's a lot of problems around tourism, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And right now, like you say, it's like a kind of hot topic. You know, uh, it's a big test that is uh, happening right now. Um, yeah. And you see, like you say, like in countries that are depending fully on tourism, that they are, yeah, that the local people really start to suffer if the government uh, is not there to support them. Also, here I'm living in Barcelona, actually, and here you also see, like, yeah, the the the, the city is is is, uh, yeah, living a lot from from tourism, and and right now. You see that a lot of businesses are closing, and um, and you see uh, the news that uh, yeah, not only small businesses but also the bigger businesses are, are actually getting start to struggle, and, and and one after the other will will start to fall over actually, and that's really sad to see. Uh, on the other hand, you also see the other side um, where uh, yeah the city people that that are in the city can breathe a lot more you know there is not so much people anymore uh, mm -hmm. that's the other side because i live here i notice it when i come out so it's it's actually to find a, a good balance there um, and that's actually what you're explaining 
Um, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's, it, I see definitely it going in a kind of transition phase because, uh, yeah, you know, it, uh, it, it's not how, how everything is created. I master student is created. It, it's very different from yeah, the balance that you want to create. Yeah. So, and, and mass tourism is this sort of huge conveyor belt of massive numbers. And, you know, the systems that we have that deal with tourism bookings and global distribution systems, they're called central reservation systems. These are kind of legacy systems um, from tech in the 1970s. And everything's run on these systems. And it makes it very, very difficult to disrupt, actually, and to change that. Um, because that's just the way it's always evolved. And it's almost so big, it's difficult to change tourism. So there's lots of little companies um, in destinations um, at grassroots level who are pursuing more responsible, sustainable tourism. Um, mm. And the challenge is that, you know, the big companies haven't been particularly interested um, until relatively recently, because ultimately consumers weren't making the active choice with their wallets. So they'd yeah. say, yes, we like it, but we don't understand it enough. So they weren't buying it because a lot of what I do is actually um, related to educating people about what it's about and how, how that balance needs to be achieved. Um, because unless people understand it, they won't buy it. And if people don't buy it, um, the big companies aren't interested in it. And if mm -hmm. big companies aren't interested in it, investors aren't interested in it. But what we're seeing with COVID is a rise in interest from the consumer public in nature communities general sustainability and as a result arise in the big companies interest in sustainability and they're realizing in order to be sustainable in order to be resilient because resilience is something that resonates with covid they need to be more sustainable resilience means sustainable right yeah, yeah. and yeah. the way we're all behaving as an industry globally the way we always have you know, it's the most suicidal industry. We're going to kill itself off, basically. And unless we change, there won't be tourism. There won't be things to see that are different. There won't be nature. So mm. we have to change. Um, and COVID's given us a very big wake-up call to that for those of us that weren't already in involved in more sustainable tourism. So, you know, I'm hoping, as much as it's a tough, uh, a tough test, I'm hoping that we learn the lessons from this and we all change. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's all has to do with awareness. You know, it always comes back in every conversation that I have. So it's making people aware actually that the the way it's it's, it's happens right now is is not sustainable, uh, and that some things need to change. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I see it like really challenging um, uh, goals that you set for yourself actually because uh, you have to really uh, make people aware on different levels. Um, uh, so can you explain a little bit? How are you doing that? Are you doing this alone? Do you have a team? Um, so yeah, what are you doing actually to to spread the word and to to create that, that awareness with with all these stakeholders? Yeah, I mean, I I've started alone. Um, I've had some interns through time. Um, the challenge is having the enough uh, returns to be able to employ a team or to get investment or what have you. Um, so that's definitely a challenge. Um, especially now with COVID, which means everything's put on hold. So obviously mm. we, we can't really have sales um, very easily for the foreseeable future. I mean, obviously yeah. there's movements to more local tourism and to, to, to working on that basis. Um, I'm kept going by my, absolutely by my vision of and, and where I want to be and the fact that I want to change the world through tourism. You know, I'm very committed and very focused on that. Mm. Um, I realized, I mean, I launched in 2017 um, which was the year of sustainable tourism for development uh, by mm -hmm. the UN. 
um, because they recognise the importance of tourism for sustainable development issues around the world. And tourism can contribute to all those sustainable development goals, which, you know, if people aren't familiar with them, there's 17 global goals set by all the countries around the world that um, belong to the UN. And there are things around education and water and waste and food and poverty, um, energy and, you know, making everything more sustainable. Tourism absolutely is involved in all of them, without doubt, because, you know, tourism and one of the reasons that people don't understand what sustainable tourism is very much is because it's quite complex. There's a lot of things involved. So, you know, from the design and construction of a hotel, it's water, it's energy, it's waste, it's staffing, um, it's environment, it's, um, you know, staff benefits, for example, gender splits, um, the, the excursions you take, the fuel, the, you know, it's almost never ending. The food you purchase, the linen, the, the way everything gets cleaned. Yeah. So tourism really interrelates with a lot of other sectors and a lot of other services. And that makes its sustainability quite complex to try and measure and monitor. Um, and so the very good organisations, I mean, you start in one place, you might start with energy, you might start with water, you know, and then you sort of expand out. Um, yeah. And, you know, like anything, if you if you measure it and monitor it, then you can try and improve it, basically. And mm. so, you know, the companies I work with to promote on Earth Changers are often the very pioneering ones. They are really creating amazing positive impacts for communities and conservation in their destinations. And I really want to highlight and showcase them, firstly, to get more people into their destinations, which creates impacts within their destinations. Secondly, to have an influence on the sector, to hold them up as a sort of beacon and say, look what these guys are doing. They're doing amazing stuff. Everyone can copy them. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, thirdly, a general education around more sustainable lifestyles. When a customer goes on an amazing sustainable trip, what they, it's difficult to explain it in advance, but once they return, they will understand the difference to other holidays they've had. Yeah. So more sustainable tourism cares about its environment. It's more aesthetically pleasing it might be more involved with the local community. So you have a better experience with that. The staff are well paid and have good benefits. So they're really pleasant. Mm. You know, they're, they're delighted to be there and to help the guests. So the interaction with, with staff becomes different. So all these things add up to a better quality product. And so a guest will have a much better experience, um, often for the same money. You know, it's not necessarily mm. more expensive. Sometimes it's a different type of, you know, you can get five star or you can get one star, you know, raw volunteering. Um, mm -hmm. So it's about the impact it creates. And if guests have yeah. a better experience through choosing that sustainable option, then they're obviously going to come back to that in future. But what that also does is gives them a different perspective on the sustainable choices within their life on other things. And it mm -hmm. starts to influence them in that manner. Um, yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll know from talking to lots of different people on your interviews, most of the people I know, I would say through ethical business circles, a lot of them have come into ethical business because they've traveled and they've had an experience on that travel and it's made them rethink about um, yeah. a perspective in their life and to take those more sustainable choices in future. So often it's travel that brings that. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, for a lot of people actually the turning point in their life. Uh, if mm -hmm. they see uh, how other cultures uh, live and uh, how, how beautiful this planet actually is, but how we are wasting and polluting it and, and all these kind of things that, that makes people really think, including myself. Uh, I was in Bali in the beginning of the year and, and also there it was like, 
such an amazing island, uh, a lot of nature. Uh, it's, it's a tropical island, uh, but then at some point I was uh, swimming in the sea and I saw all the plastic uh, mm -hmm. going side side of me and I was like, come on, this is this is yeah. terrible, you know. Uh, this Yeah, this is crazy. And I, you only see it on television and people talking about it, but if you experience mm -hmm. this yourself, yeah, then you really start thinking and saying like, I don't want to contribute to this. Uh, exactly. I, want to, uh, I want to find solutions or do something actually to... Uh, to, to solve this, uh, this, yeah. this major, uh, major and, problem. Yeah, I mean, Bali has a big plastic water bottle problem um, and they get into its water systems, it ends up with a big water problem. Um, and, you mm. know, so so often, well, a lot of that is is actually locals do buy the plastic bottles as well um, because they don't necessarily have good quality water. So, yeah. you know, can we look at providing everybody with filter water bottles, you know, that, that, can, that can avoid that issue? Um, yeah somewhere like the Galapagos, they end up with the most extraordinary amount of plastic waste on their beaches now, but they haven't mm. produced it or created it themselves. It's washed no. up there. So, mm. you know, how we behave on one side of the world, you know, massively affects the other side of the world. And I think the disconnect up until now has come because people think, well, I'm not contributing to that. Well, actually we are. They do, um, of course. Contributing to climate, which is a, a macro issue for all of us across the whole world. Yeah, it's getting transported to other places in the world. Actually, it's like uh, like uh, third world countries. Uh, they they they're like a, a dump. You can dump all your their shit uh, yeah. there, and, uh, and 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 then we, we are rid of it, and, and and it's good. So that's yeah. that's what happens actually these exactly. days. The UK, you know, certain regions in the UK, they pride themselves on their level of recycling. What happens to it? We sell it to Asia. So it's yeah. not our problem. You know, it's just exactly awful. exactly. And, and so much. So yeah, I mean, responsible tourism by definition, creating better places to live in and visit, but it's called yeah. responsible because it's about taking responsibility. Yeah. And we take responsibility for our choices, we take responsibility for the actions and for the consequences that creates, whatever they are, negative or positive. And then we say, what can we do about that? So, mm. you know, with my site, I try to, it's very open, very honest, quite critical of the issues, but actually to try and find the positives and the solutions. And yeah. so the examples of places I work with then are, you know, look what these guys are doing about it and look how they handle it. And I think, you know, part of that comes from you've got to be brave to acknowledge and admit the issues we've got. Um, mm. And some, I think a lot of travel doesn't want to say that because it means that that impacts the sales. Mm. And um, ultimately, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. And we're just going to get in a worse position if we ignore that. So we have to address it because we're not mm -hmm. going to get better without addressing it. No, yeah, and now it's a good time for that because uh, yeah, the world has pushed on a kind of reset button and uh, now there's actually an opportunity to rethink all of that. And uh, once uh, we're going back in a kind of uh, new normal, let, let's say, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we have then really the chance to... Uh, to do it in a more conscious way and 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 think about uh, doing it more sustainable yeah exactly and you know you're right it's a massive you know as a one person um you know i was very involved in this i was passionate i was working in it i was freelancing and i wanted to start my own site actually in 2006 right i wasn't quite sure at that point exactly what it would be and i spent a decade getting what i felt was the right experience the right knowledge in order to be able to really discern what's good and what's not, you know, because it's quite yeah. tough sometimes. It's quite a balance of things. Um, and, you know, I, I was in a position as a, as a startup founder where I just thought, what what can I do as one person? How can I possibly hmm. get anywhere with this massive industry, global, 
massive um massive companies that aren't interested you know and that's the sheer volume of business that goes their way yeah. and i realized well i can try you know i've got my knowledge i've got my experience i've I'm in, i've been in web development and marketing so i can write and i can do digital marketing and i can do branding and i can talk about tourism and sustainable tourism mm -hmm. so i'll just try and let's yeah. just see what happens you know and mm. um i battle on with it now i do consultancy as well that helps me keep afloat uh, definitely and i'm definitely yeah. wanting to um you know to scale and to scale it does require resources and it probably will require some funding and that's very challenging at this point in time um yeah. but you just keep going you know because yeah. ultimately if you're a passionate entrepreneur with your vision mm. you'll do whatever it takes to try and create what you want to create i think you know yeah it's like it's, don't get between a hippo and the baby right <laughs> yeah no yeah definitely and I, i'm happy that you, you that you mentioned it because uh, i wanted to start talking about that um because actually what you want you want to make impact you know you want to uh, that you want to to, to make change and uh, and you realize that yeah you're only sole um entrepreneur let's say uh, on your own uh, it, it can be kind of limited. So it, it all will depends on the options that I have and the choices that I make. And, um, and uh, I, I see that you, you already made some choices, but uh, in the future things can, can change. And it, it should also always be in, in favor of yeah, the, the impact. You want to make as much impact as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and if that means that you uh, maybe have to partner with bigger organizations or maybe you have to find uh, funding, uh, and these kind of things, and then, then that's that should be the way to go. But it's easier um, said than done, of course. Yeah, no, um, definitely. And so, you know, I definitely came into this thinking I wanted to grow organically. Yeah. You know, ideally, and I think most entrepreneurs probably do. Um, but you you quickly learn that. Hang on a minute. I'm not going to necessarily be able to achieve what I want to achieve if I try no, and do that. Exactly. And I haven't got the time to do that, or I haven't got the budget and the resources to be able to manage that. So you need to look elsewhere for that. Um, hopefully you know that will come historically it's not necessarily been there in the market as a whole because big companies are interested in it for their pr purposes but not for actual integrity reasons and um you know i have been approached um even for, for people going on my site um they want to go on there as a, just another marketing thing um and i don't allow that so i hold my integrity and one of the reasons i started what i started was that i felt in the market the previous platforms um, in responsible tourism understandably had diluted the level of sustainability and responsibility in order to be more viable. Now, I completely get why, because that isn't, you know, that's an obvious thing to do even now, let alone 10 years ago, 15 years ago plus, you know, um, mm -hmm. because just to financially survive. But yeah. I made the choice that I didn't want to do that because probably how I stand out is that integrity. And so I made the choice that if I have to go out and do other consultancy work, and that means I'm working two jobs a day and working mm. 16 hours a day, then that's my choice. So I, I very much hold that integrity line. Um, I probably wouldn't want to get involved with someone who doesn't share my values at all, yeah. um, or even a little bit. You know, I'd be very, very careful um, because I think there's a space, you know, it's a bit like saying I want to be in luxury travel but for the moment, I'll sell out and do budget and uh, do backpack until I've got mm. enough budget to do it. Mm. The problem yeah. with that is if you're trying to keep the same brand, you will uh, destroy your brand values. Mm -hmm. And 
brand values are so important in sustainability and that integrity is so important for trust. And the single most important thing for buying travel or tourism from consumers is trust. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. That's, you know, that's really important to me that I hold that that line, basically, that it becomes, you know, I'd rather be quality, not quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you look a bit further in the future, um, let's say in three to five years, um, what would be for you the ideal situation um, for the business that you have right now to uh, come closer to the the goals and the impact that you want to make? Um. Well, you know, that's really difficult now, COVID's here, because that's... I know, I know. Let's say, let's say uh, there is a vaccine uh, uh, beginning uh, next year and uh, around summer, everything is back to normal. Um, well, I mean, look, I would, I would love product in all countries um, of, the, of the quality that I look for, you know, ultimately. You want to provide a choice to consumers to have a choice of different budget levels, different um, destinations and you know potentially to make itineraries um because that's what they might want to do so they go to multiple places or even tour companies within one trip and so yeah product development um obviously technical website development i mean i've done the site myself to date um in order to you know to conserve costs and um to get something out and also because i realized education was the primary need to begin with yeah. So, so I can create that site, but at the point in time you're becoming um, sort of come to a more complex uh, conversions required, a, a more complex functionality and usability. Then obviously you need to get you know specialist techs. I'm no I'm no techie. I, I manage because I understand digital development and marketing. But you know it's tough. Anyone who comes into a lot of people, you know, think they'll start a startup in tourism having not been in tourism and having not got digital skills, and you know. I don't know how they're going to do it because even with 25 years in tourism and, and 15 in sustainable and 10 in uh, 20 in digital, it's really tough. It's mm -hmm. it's an absolute uphill struggle, definitely. You know, yeah. just being very very honest about how hard it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, can you can you tell me a little bit more about the strategy that you use or have planned to use? Um, uh, is is uh, are all the offerings that you that you do uh, the products that you have? Did you, did you create them yourself? Or do, you, or do you see also Earth Changers as a kind of platform for other, um, um, for other yeah, organizations yeah. that can offer their, um, their travels? Exactly. More of a platform. Um, so I work with existing uh, destination lodges or tour companies who have existing sustainable operations. They will be measuring, monitoring and reporting on those. And so, you know, I look for the absolute pioneers in the countries that they're in. Um, and as a way to bring them more business, I don't need to be um, a tour operator. I don't want to be a tour operator particularly, as in, you know, packaging my own stuff. Um, because people in destinations know their destinations best. They yeah. know it better than me. Um, and what I really want to do and what the way my model works is to help people choose where they want to go. And then when they're ready to book is connect them to the destination directly. And that means the money goes directly into destination, but it also means the logistics um, are in, is empowering the jobs in the destination. And, you know, for responsible tourism, that's really important. So I'm a facilitator or what some call a travel advisor. It's the model that's used in the US. Um, is it also yeah. kind of marketplace? So you yeah, do, it's uh, kind of marketplace. 
place, but it's not, it, I suppose it's not price comparison. You know, I don't, I don't sell on price in terms of strategy. Um, no. More, my focus is purpose first. Um, it's more like, you know, here's the purpose, here's what tourism can achieve. These are the people in that place achieving that. So whether you're looking at it from an issue standpoint, for example, water, and who does what with water if you're particularly interested in water, mm -hmm. or whether you're looking at it from a destination standpoint, and then I also, you know, publish stories of the founders, for example, and how um, how they've been motivated to do what they want to do. Because, you know, it's really important, I think, that people engage with the people in destinations and understand a bit more of the culture around it, basically, and why they've done, you know, the, the whole story of where, of where to go isn't about sun and sea anymore and price. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. about what does that place do for its local community and conservation? Yeah, okay. Cool. So um, I can see it as a certain as a, as a kind of marketplace, uh, as we already mentioned, actually, where everyone can offer uh, or tour operators can offer um, their, their their travels, uh, their products. And uh, and then are you actually you are going to provide uh, yeah, the, 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 the content and, and, and everything to, um, to 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 make a real impact and, and, uh, and make people more aware of sustainable travel. So yeah. it's so the idea is actually to have like a uh, a sustainable travel marketplace that you want to scale on what level is it uh worldwide or yeah. how, how do you see it yeah yeah okay. worldwide. yeah absolutely okay. people want to already... you know as much as we've seen we've seen some people i think it's been um in, in the uk there is apparently an eight percent increase in people who says they who say they won't fly internationally anymore um with covid but what people say and what they do is different. At the end of the day, there's still a massive demand for international travel and international travel is needed for destinations. So for me, my destination um, focus is about where tourism is needed to support communities and conservation. It's not about the the sun sea element, basically, of, mm. of necessarily the mass tourism in Spain, you know? No, 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 definitely not. Different, yeah. different drivers. Yeah, but I, I definitely, I certainly think that this is a, a kind of a direction or kind of industry that become bigger because people become more conscious and more aware, and they, they will be more interested in 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 in, in traveling uh, with this kind of cars actually. So, so that's what I really expect. Yeah, um, I mean, certainly, I think for anyone who certainly works in sustainability, you know, to take a travel or trip that isn't would be to conflict with their values. Yeah. So, you know, certainly all those people will be looking to it and anyone who generally, you know, within their lifestyle makes more sustainable choices. It might be about their vegetarian mm. or I don't know whether it's just even recycling. It's it's an, it's an initial awareness. So at the moment, I'm probably not trying to convert the mass market who've never been interested in sustainability. I'm the sustainable travel company for people interested in sustainable tourism because it's you yeah. know, proper sustainability. Okay. Great, uh, Vicky. I really love this conversation. Um, thank you for uh, for being here. Um, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at www.earth-changers.com. Mm -hmm. Facebook, <coughs> excuse me. Facebook is, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, <coughs> start again. Earthchangers.travel. Um, Instagram is at earthchangers, all in one word, and Twitter is at earth underscore changes underscore sorry <laughs> okay <please. laughs> no no that's great i will put it uh i will put it down the the, 
uh, how would I say? Uh, I will put a link down in the comments, uh, and then people uh, will find it. So uh, right. Thank thanks again. Much. Thank you very much for being here, and I wish you a lot of luck uh, with uh, Earth Changers. Um, and also in these challenging times, um, I hope you can get through it and, and, and can really start, uh, you know, expanding uh, when everything becomes back to a kind of normal. And uh, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. So thank you very much. Thanks, Hank. Thank you. Bye-bye. So this was a really interesting conversation, I would say. Um, the travel industry, we haven't talked about that. Uh, we're really happy that we could dive a little bit deeper in uh, sustainable travel. It's an interesting topic. Um, it, it will become more and more important uh, in the future. Uh, definitely now in the current times when travel is really suffering, um, people start really thinking more about how to travel uh, in a sustainable way and think more about yeah the, 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 the countries they go through and, and what is in uh, for them. So thanks again for being here. Um, I just want to say, uh, so this uh, show will be uh, spread, uh, like a fly here, <laughs> will be, will be uh, distributed uh, on YouTube, on Spotify, uh, on iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. And you always can find it also here in the community. Uh, if you go on YouTube, uh, don't hesitate to uh, subscribe. Uh, you can do that somewhere uh, below here or somewhere up. Um, uh, and uh, also on uh, Spotify, you can do the follow uh, if you want, and then you can always uh, listen to the podcast on a weekly basis. And uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you next week. Ciao.